0: Yo, yo, what up? This is my name is Jump. Hey, I'm Dylan Bell with Low Files Media. This is OBG. This is LaSparka. This is Natty Snaps. Hi, I'm Boogie. And I'm Tazzilla. And we're on West see. Coast Dreams. you listening to BC. BC. BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. BC Underground Hip Hop. you listening to BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. Love for salt, day, motherfucker. BC Underground Hip Hop. Get it, cause you need it. watching this, y'all are my everybody, and welcome to the official BC Underground Hip-Hop Podcast. I am your host, Dabs Only. It is February 25th, 2019. If y'all could go over and just take a look quickly at the BC Underground page and check out the tournament we had going on over the end of 2018 and the start of the new year, I would really appreciate that. Just type in the hashtag, B-C-U-G Champ, that is B-C-U-G-C-H-A-M-P for the BC Underground Champ Tournament, and simply add round one to four, as well as the semifinals and the finals, to see how the tournament transpired, as well as just to listen to all of these talented artists who were in the run for the title. I want to give a quick shout out to Dylan Bell from BC Loke Files, Nate, Imperative Butcher, and Chelsea Grobins from Where It's At Entertainment for sponsoring the the tournament from the beginning and sticking through with us to the ending. We had 64 artists enter the contest, artists such as Young Cash, Scotty Jones, The Clockwork Gang, Holy Sock Gang, Gold Steps, Surreal, Orion, and so many more. And they were killing it. Honestly, the purpose of this tournament was solely for exposure. We were just trying to get people to get some eyes on the music, get uh, a little a little less stale of a situation going on in the scene. So it worked. You know, through the ups and downs of the tournament, we had we had people leave, we had some people drop out, and you know, some people stuck through it. And obviously, the guys that stuck through it are the ones who are winning. But the artists dropped out for whatever reasons they had, and that's fine, man. I honestly thought one of the artists who uh, who dropped out, Ernie Woodlow, I thought he was going to win the whole thing. But uh, he backed out, and that that's the end of that. So we've got No Face and Jacob Evolved. These guys are killers. They've been destroying the game. No Face, he's got some battles under his belt. Jacob said he's open to a battle with No Face. That so would be great. It's Cody the Catch if if you guys haven't uh, caught on to that No Face is actually Cody the Catch. Everybody knows him as Cody the Catch and uh he's been switching over to this moniker No Face. And honestly, I think it's a good one. It's it'll be a great great uh transition for him. I really like this track he's he's been going through the tournament with called uh what was it again? Here, let me just go look. He says he's in love with the bass in it and that's basically where what got me. But Jacob evolved. He's been going with uh the same video the whole way through called Wanted. And uh honestly, for this guy as a solo artist, I think he's he's gonna break through from Holy Sock Inc. Like they're great. They, they got their thing going on, but Jacob, as a solo artist, I could see that working. The The name of that No Face track, it was called Here Comes Trouble. And it's fucking awesome. Amazing. Got a great cameo from the boy Copacetic Souls. Copacetic Soul, he uh plays like a cop or a snitch or something. It's pretty funny. You guys check out the video. Go watch it on YouTube. Check out Jacob Evolve's video, Wanted. Um we'll see if these guys choose to keep putting these two videos up ahead up up ahead against each other or if maybe they will switch it up. I don't know. I can't say anything like that for sure, but we'll see. And if you guys want to just check out the tournament, that'd be great. I appreciate it. Now, under the next part of the podcast, we've got some tours. We've got uh Let's see here. Prada West is touring across Canada right now. He's got a fit over 50 city tour, so I'm just going to name off a couple of them. The rest of them, you can check out all his dates. They're available on his social media, as well as tickets are, are available at where it's at dot Or where it's at ent.com. <clears throat> Prada is in Calgary, Calgary, February 27th at Coy. February twenty eighth, he's in Brooks, Alberta, at the Spin Night Spot. March first, he's at Lethbridge, Alberta at the Smokehouse. March 2nd, he's at Medicine Hat SK at the Hardwood Cafe. Medicine Hat, Saskatchewan. March third, he's in Regina, Saskatchewan, at Cloud Nine. March fourth, he's at the Brand- he's in Brandon, Manitoba at the city center. And he continues, his, he continues his tour all the way east and then returns back west to finish the tour in May. Like I said, you can check out all the dates on his social media. Now currently, Junk is doing his Together in Pieces tour produced by Imperative. Shout out to Imperative again. You can catch him on February 28th in Victoria, B.C. at the Lucky Bar. March 1st in Vancouver, B.C. at the Waldorf. I'll be out there that night. Come say hi. March 2nd in Kelowna at the Level Nightclub, March 6th in Calgary, Alberta at the Upper Deck Pl- Public House, March 7th in Red Deer, Alberta at the Crossing, March 8th Edmonton, Alberta at Bohemia, March 9th Saskatoon or yeah, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan at the Black Cat Tavern, March 10th in Regina saskatchewan at the cloud nine and march 30th in Kamloops, bc at the rock and firkin which i will actually be at with heavy set and uh the quote the homie there'll be more dates announced on this we've got he's got tour support from waldo shout out to the homie killing it we've also got emotions danny and lizzie they'll be in vernon on march 16th at the status nightclub Onyx will be in vernon april 11th at the status nightclub again Big shout out to Soli entertainment and the main man severia loria from status They got a competition going on right now you guys can check out As well as april 18th in vancouver live, live at the biltmore cabaret These shows are going to be absolutely off the wall So make sure you get your tickets early for onyx because they're selling out Not gonna not gonna lie We got the hazmat crew starting the Airborne Tour on April 19th, the day before 420 until May 5th. They got a really dope documentary of 100 artists throughout BC on YouTube right now called 100 More. Check out the YouTube channel Ryan Hoover and you can peep that. You can see these guys uh, April 19th in Maple Ridge at the Wolf, April 21st in Cranbrook at the Wild Horse Theater. April 22nd in Nelson, B.C. at the Royal, April 23rd in Seattle, Washington at the Central Saloon, April 25th, Kamloops, B.C. at the Legion, Army, and Navy Hall, April 26th in Courtney, B.C. at the Mex Pub, and April 27th in Kennewick, Washington, the venue to be announced. That's it so far, and they're booking for more. And that's all I got for tours right now. Now let's go take a look over at the Canadian Underground hip-hop North Side Bars competition. Now, these guys are on Instagram at Canadian Underground Hip-hop. They've uh, recently popped up. They've been booming up with their uh, what's it called? Membership. Yeah. Their Facebook membership's just been booming. And they got about 18 entries so far. They're sponsored by Where It's At Entertainment, Original Guap, Easy E Extractor, Sm- Mo- Smoked Out Battles, and BC Underground. Excuse me, you guys are going to k- hate me for that one. But you can get it. Whatever. This is a 16 bar contest judged by Blaze One. Heavy D Entertainment, Creflo Evans, and you guessed it, Mercules from SDK. Now the artists simply pay a $10 entry fee and get access to the beat produced by Make 'Em Deaf to record their entry, and they it's it's pretty simple. The entries must be recorded raw and uncut, and it's you, you drop it down in Instagram and on their Facebook, and it gets in front of the judges, and it's it's a pretty heavy judge panel you guys got looking at yeah now after taking a look through a few of the entries there's some pretty dope artists getting involved we got uh, clunky boots we got uh, Frankie adept a couple other guys that are just killing it we got Taylor LG from uh, the, the island she's living down in Victoria these uh these the, these entries are dope it's, it's pretty sweet to see people not just you know relying on their effects, their gimmicks, relying on their studio techniques to get them through, and then getting on stage and rapping along this backtrack. You know, like, if if, if you get a person spitting over a, a beat raw, you really get to see their talent. And that's how most people should perform, unless it it's like dubs or something that are ad-libs, you know, that are getting added in. I can understand that. But if, if your punchlines are being said by yourself honest track and you're just saying the setup, that's fucking whack. This just that ain't it, Chief. But anyways, I'm getting I'm getting off topic. This competition's dope. The contest runs until March 4th, 2019. It's got Canadian artists only. The scorecards will be provided to the judges for the finalist. It's going to have one to five points out of four categories. The four categories are flow and delivery, originality and creativity, rhyme schemes, and wordplay and content. And honestly, I think it's a pretty dope fucking idea. It's a pretty dope idea, and it'll be sweet to see what comes of this. I'm excited. Great, 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 great idea. Now, on to the next part of the podcast. This, this has been kind of a topic that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about, but y- you hear it quite often. And every time you hear it, people are always saying, ah, oh, this again? Like, why are we talking about this? Like, it, it, it's, it's always coming up, but nobody wants to talk about it. And that is promoters, promoters charging artists to sell tickets. It's an age-old conversation that's never going to die. Promoters hate hearing about it. And artists hate talking about it. But something has to be done. People don't bother with shows, but they're warming the stage up and doing a service for the headlining act. So they expect to be paid for it. But if an artist is asked to pay $100 or more to perform, why not rent equipment and get his own friends on the bill? I've seen some artists argue to pay that are So I've seen some artists argue that pay-to-play has ruined the scene by opening the floodgates for talent, talentless acts. And I made a post about this on the Underground Forum, so I'm going to read a couple of these comments and give you some feedback on them. My opinion. So one commenter said, I simply won't do it, no matter who the headliner is. The promoters are making their money regardless. Their headliner is making their money regardless. The venues are making their money, regardless. Charging starving artists for slots to line their pockets is bullish. I get, I get it. This is a common practice used all over North America, but for me, it won't ever get, play, I won't ever get paid to do, I won't ever get pay I won't ever pay to play to do such. This guy didn't really properly write that. The grammar's messed. He says it's backwards. Talent should trump paper. I mean, what is this about? That's what this is about, no? Now, anybody with paper or someone desperate enough to blow a small fortune to open for a big act can. It could be their very, very first time getting on stage, yet they're opening while very talented locals with a decent following who have put in a decade plus grinding are either in the stands or at home because they, ref- they refuse to take part in the circus. It's ruining authenticity, putting talent second. And frankly, I'll never mess with it. Now for me, that's a really unhealthy mentality to approach this situation with. You can't expect anything to change simply by not involving yourself. If you say things need to change and passionately feel that way, then you need to change You need to be the change that you expect to see. Otherwise, they win. Now, I've got an analogy here. There are tons of blogs out there that charge for posts. And I've had many offer me money to post music for them. I always decline. Why? Because I hate blogs that do that. It's the bottom feeders that want to pay. I become forced to promote music that is terrible and underdeveloped for the sake of making a bit more money, instead of sharing music that is quality. It turns the whole blog into amateur hour that nobody takes serious anymore and scares away the better talent that would otherwise actually attract new followers organically. I kind of see the same idea in the promoter game. Now this is exactly what I, say, what I mean when I say that be the change that you want to see. If you want authenticity and don't want to be forced to listen to people who will pay to be listened to, then you must do something about it. And simply not involving yourself in the situation is not going to work. Another comment. Pay to play is disrespectful to the roots of hip-hop. Paying to be on stage is some privileged-ish. Hip-hop came from, came from poverty and people think that they can buy that. Spend a week in T dot on that tip and see how fast you get robbed. (laughs) Okay, well, that escalated pretty quickly. I got another analogy for you guys. This might be a bit of a stretch, but it's meant to show the normalization of a concept. In the music industry, that would be absurd in any other profession. A construction company wants to build a house. They subcontract workers to build it for them. When they get hired, the workers are required to sign a paper that states if the house sells for less than the asking price, the workers must pay back the difference out of pocket to make up the loss of the original selling price, original asking price. The company gets paid no matter what, but the workers are stuck with the bill if the house fails to gain interest from potential buyers. Now, this would never happen in any industry that I can think of other than music. And this is a great analogy for many reasons. It's absolutely absurd in every aspect. But when this concept is applied to music, in the music industry, it's quite often overlooked. And people just go right along with it and they sign, sign up and sell the tickets. Hey, I did. I have. I've got no problem with it. But if I was, if I was working on a building a house, I would. there's no way you could get me to do that. Never. It's, it's just not going to happen. Now we got another comment this one is great i really like this one now this topic may never be resolved i only speak from personal experience as both mc and promoter what i find interesting is when i first started no promoters asked anybody to sell a certain amount of tickets for a slot on their event the year was 2006 and myspace had just peaked out show promoters still had street teams and actually went up and put flyers everywhere, and did a lot of mouth-to-ear promoting. In our city, we was getting paid $1,000 to perform a 45-minute set between six artists. We got free drinks and even hotel rooms if we brought any openers from out of town. We had lineups down the street, and for almost every show we rocked, it was sold out. I was put on a lot of events and brought out so many different people from different places, from first-timers to legends, like the Beat Nuts. And not once, never once, did I ask for openers to sell tickets. In fact, sometimes I'd toss them tickets just to have and do whatever they want with. Then we got a chance to do our first big show over in Van. 2,500 people, sold-out crowd, and we rocked it with the Beat Nuts and DJ Rock Rada. R.I.P. I even invited some of our friends, the usual suspects, to join us for the event, just to share the opportunity. And the promoter of of the show, he did such a good job at promoting and selling tickets, because that's a promoter's job, he gave us about $600 worth of tickets to do whatever we wanted with. Speed things up somewhere along the line, somebody got lazy. Promoters don't want to hire street teams. And now they became reliant on Facebook event pages as their main source of advertising. No radio, no newspaper, no blog posts. Just an event page. Numbers started to dwindle for hip-hop shows, so somebody went, hey, let's make openers pay to play, and we can guarantee that we make enough to cover the costs. I understand from a business practice I understand from a business practice how this might make more of a guarantee for the person taking all of the financial risk. I also completely see the value in buying a spot on a big tour across the country. But for just an one-off local show, I think it's lazy for promoters to put that on their opening acts. If you worried them, if you if you're worried, then just book people you know can bring a crowd or actually have talent to entertain the crowd you provide for them. Yes, we should all be promoting ourselves, but let's ask this. How many of you promoters are dope rappers? And how many of you dope rappers are amazing promoters? We all have a job to do. And if you see the value in having a certain artist being a part of your event, then it's your job as a promoter to promote and do a successful job promoting. It'll yield results. Now this statement really resonates with me for a number of reasons. Number one, I have promoted a handful of events and know firsthand what it takes to succeed and how easy it is to fall into those lazy habits and fail. Number two, I have done all of the street promo and had very little success with it. The shows that I've thrown and did the best, done the best with, were, with the shows that I've done the best with were always promoted through social media. Now keep it in mind, I promoted in the year 2016-2017, not 2006. Times have changed and promoting has evolved. I see so many people saying pay-to-play ruined the scene, but are they considering the factors like street promo no longer being an effective way to get people in the doors? Now I'm not saying I have all the answers. I ain't sway. But I do know that these questions need to be asked and I want to know what you have to say about it. So go comment on my Facebook wall or my Instagram, at Dabs Only, and hit me up with your opinion on this subject. Let's get the conversation going. Thanks for listening. This has been the official BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast, Episode 1. I'm out.